0: Let's get ready for work. Powered by ACT, Ready for Work brings you the best and brightest in workforce development and career education with trends, innovation, and action steps you can take to help your region's workforce reach its highest potential. This is your host, Jason Jones. Now, let's get ready for work.
1: Certainly those that enter into a program with credit for prior learning are much more likely to finish their degree and finish in a shorter time.
0: That's Lynette Livingston, the Executive Dean at Chippewa Valley Technical College in Wisconsin this college is a trailblazer in using prior learning assessments or PLA for short to award college credit. ACT WorkKeys is the assessment they use. While many early implementers offer a college elective through PLA and WorkKeys curriculum profiling, Chippewa Valley made an innovative connection on their core math requirements with impressive results. We are pleased to chat with Lynette on today's episode of Ready for Work.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much
0: tell us about the challenge that you were seeking to solve that brought you to curriculum profiling as a solution. What motivated you to enter this curriculum profiling process?
1: Our county, Eau Claire County in Wisconsin, is engaged in the Work Ready Community effort. We're the first county in the state doing so. And our steering committee talked about how we go about achieving our goals for having individuals pursue taking the work keys assessments and earn the NCRC. And one of the things that was identified is that individuals need an incentive to do so beyond just earning that certificate because, it, again, is something new to our region. One of the things that we looked at were the ACE recommendations for individuals who achieve a National Career Readiness Certificate, recognizing that ACE was recommending college credit be earned within the critical thinking and quantitative reasoning categories. And so that prompted our committee to look at options of what courses we offer at our college that might fall within that critical thinking and quantitative reasoning arena. So we pulled up our course descriptions and we identified a single course called mathematical reasoning at our college that we thought by looking at the course competencies and looking at the skill levels associated with the NCRC were a likely match. So that's what we started with from a high-level administrative non-subject matter expert overview. And then at that point, we brought in our math faculty who are the subject matter experts to really dig into specifically how that match might occur, and that's where the curriculum profiling came into play. Um, we were introduced to that at one of our Work Ready Community Academies and looked like a viable option for helping individuals determine appropriate levels associated with the work Keys test that would match within that curriculum profiling aspect. And we found that to be the case.
0: Can you walk us through the process and tell us what that was like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So again, after determining the course that was a likely match, we brought in our math faculty and we had five different math faculty who we worked with. They started with studying the work keys assessment and determining what each level of the work keys assessment identified an individual demonstrated competence in based on the level that they earned. And then we compared that to our expectations within the course, and the faculty got a a pretty solid idea of where they thought the appropriate levels of the work keys would need to be to align with our mathematical reasoning course. So that was step one, working with our subject matter experts. And then what we did following just that general overview was dig into the curriculum profiling documents. And we went through that same process again. So said, okay, now we know where we're starting from. And then the faculty were able to dig much deeper into specific information about each level affiliated with the work piece scores to determine, is it closer to four? Is it closer to five? And we likened it to being like an eye doctor, whereas you know, is A better or is B better? And you've got to look at that back and forth. In using that curriculum profiling, it really added clarity to the process and the faculty were able to pinpoint specifically the level that an individual would need to earn on the work keys test to match up with our course expectations. So what we found in doing so, um, of the three assessments, One of the assessment levels um, stayed at the same level as the original overview that the faculty had anticipated it would be at. Two of the other tests actually ended up moving down. um, One moved down one level and one moved down two levels after they were able to dig through um, that curriculum profiling information.
0: Excellent, so what hurdles did you face and how did you overcome any hurdles in the process?
1: The biggest hurdle, I think, is when we talk about issuing, we call it credit for prior learning across the nation, you know, PLA or, or prior learning assessment, but it's one in the same. And I think whenever we start talking about focusing in on issuing students credit for prior learning, the subject matter experts of the courses that we're talking about get a little bit defensive, right? Because they're thinking that potentially they're going to lose students in their classes that they might otherwise see if we weren't issuing this credit for prior learning. So I would say that would be one of our biggest obstacles that we faced. But how we overcame that was likening it to work that we had done when we started working with our high school market, doing dual credit work and and allowing our high school teachers to use our curriculum and issue college credit while students were still in high school. At that time, we also thought that we would see fewer students in our courses. And in fact, the opposite has been true. It has served as an excellent recruitment tool for us. We have more students sitting in seats that are choosing our college rather than going somewhere else because they had a different experience. So I think the same, using that example rather with our faculty helps to relieve some of that potential anxiety of issuing credit for prior learning. And realizing that perhaps we're going to have students now that are going to take a more advanced math class rather than just take that minimum course. And realizing, too, that students are much more likely to stay in their degree and finish a degree when they earn credit for prior learning. That's, uh, of course, another piece that spoke to our faculty is we're very concerned about persistence and completion efforts.
0: That's great advice in terms of linking that to similar efforts that had been conducted successfully in the past, and it really brought that comfort level up, didn't it?
1: It absolutely did. There was complete buy-in by the faculty once they went through that process, and I think part of it, again, having a similar experience. To compare it to relieved some of that anxiety, but then most certainly having that additional detail from the curriculum profiling helped the faculty to really understand what was being assessed by these individuals and recognize that, gosh, if they have these skills, we don't need to make them prove it twice or sit through something that they already know. That really created the buy-in from our faculty as well.
0: Looking back through this process, is there anything you would do differently next time? Say, if you were to replicate this in another location or another department at your institution, what would you do differently next time? Which, of course, also translates to what kind of advice would you give now that you've been through this process?
1: Sure, that's a great question. Well, there's always things that you would do differently, right? I think one of the things that would have been beneficial for us to do is bring in some of our program faculty in addition to just our math faculty that we used in this case. And the reason that I say that is because when we started the process of identifying what levels we would require students to have, we began looking at what programs are we serving. So we talked about the specific careers. So for example, welding was one of the programs that took our mathematical reasoning course. And we went into the ACT jobs database and identified at what level is it required that a welder needs to have um, in the three work keys assessments to be successful on the job or ready for training. And that was a good process for our faculty to go through. And we did that in many of our other programs in culinary, et cetera, all of those that use the different math courses. And I think That that was very eye-opening to our math faculty, but it also would have been eye-opening to our program faculty and would help them to realize that they've selected the appropriate math course, for example, to meet their program-specific needs. And likewise, it would likely be a good process for others to use in identifying how they come about determining what appropriate scores are for issuing credit-for-prior learning even using other assessments aside from
0: work keys. That makes sense. I appreciate that. That's really great advice. I know that with the PLA for credit for prior learning and such, that's a one time shot, of course, and your institution is one of the first in the nation to do so, kind of blazing a new trail. On the curriculum profiling side, then, as as you kind of give the example of welding, do you anticipate expanding that into other areas, either at your institution or maybe at some neighboring CTEs and high schools and such? What do you think is the future for curriculum profiling for your area now that you've had a taste of this process?
1: What we've learned is that we had a lot of interest from our faculty once they saw the resources that were available to them. Within our system, we start any new program by doing a level of a job analysis. And so we we likened that to something that we currently do, and we were able to bring in that curriculum profiling piece. So our next actually. Or we're sending two of our current faculty to become job profilers. So they're going to job profile training. And we intend to bring this curriculum profiling piece into more of our programs across the
0: college. Excellent. Excellent direction there. You've mentioned several success stories along the way already. What metrics are you tracking to show success in this project?
1: Because we are a work-ready community, of course, we're using our metrics in order to become certified, and we're 90% of the way there, so that's exciting. Specifically, for our Credit for Prior Learning effort, we do track how many individuals try to achieve, use a prior learning assessment rather to achieve competence in order to not have to take a course, as well as how many are successful in doing so. So that is something that we will continue to measure now specifically with the work keys assessments and our math reasoning course. We also track the number of students who earn credit for prior learning who achieve graduation within a two-year time span and a three-year time span. And we compare that to those who complete degrees who do not earn credit for prior learning. And we have a significant difference certainly those that enter into a program with credit for prior learning are much more likely to finish their degree and finish in a shorter time period.
0: That is excellent news and success to show in there as well. You had mentioned earlier, Lynette, in terms of some of the interest and enrollments going up in more advanced mathematics classes as a result of going through this process as well. Can you dig a little deeper into that?
1: Sure. So the mathematical reasoning course that I mentioned that is the course that we use in the majority of the programs that we offer at our college is what we refer to as an OR course. You can take mathematical reasoning or you can take introduction to statistics. And the introduction to statistics is a course that has better transferability to our university partners for students who may intend to later pursue a bachelor's degree. So our thought is that someone who has success with mathematical reasoning by earning it through credit for prior learning would likely consider taking intro to statistics because they know that, gosh, I've got some success in math. I've got skills. They wouldn't be afraid to take an additional math course because they've already met their needs for completing their program and might be more encouraged to take that more advanced math course.
0: So it's a confidence booster as well.
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: Lynette, it sounds like the incentive to participate is very quickly gaining ground. How is that news getting out to future students?
1: As we've shared our credit for prior learning opportunity with our current students that are in programs that would need to take mathematical reasoning as part of their program requirements, as well as with our local K-12 partners who administer the work keys assessments. They're all keenly interested in the ability to earn credit for prior learning. So it has met the intended goal of offering an incentive for performing well on the work keys assessment. So an adjustment that we are making is getting the word out now to all of our students. So as they are entering our college, we are sending an email out to new students saying if mathematical reasoning is within your required program and you've taken the work assessment, please bring in your results so we can review your scores to determine if you are a candidate for earning credit for prior learning. We're very much advertising the fact that we're doing this. In addition, we're sending that same information out to high school. This summer, our high school juniors will receive their work keys test results, and then with that, They will get information about the potential for earning credit for prior learning based on their scores. So I think that's a good tip that we can share with others to, again, incentivize individuals for performing well and helping them realize that it means something in terms of college credit.
0: We appreciate so much, Lynette, you joining us for the Ready for Work podcast.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much.
0: Lynette shared the motivation behind starting a curriculum profile, challenges CVTC overcame to successfully implement a prior learning assessment program, and what they learned along the way. If you'd like to dig deeper into college credit for PLA and how curriculum profiling helps target the work keys levels to succeed inside and outside the classroom, then check out our recent webinar from ACT. You'll find the link in our show notes of today's episode. Curriculum profiles help identify the work key skill levels required for entrance into a program of study and for program completion. Another great example of curriculum profiling includes the North Carolina STEM East Initiative. Employers, educators, and workforce leaders joined forces to help students aim and prepare. Learn more about the success of STEM East through an article from PITSCO Education you'll find linked in our show notes as well. Job profiles are a form of job analysis which brings a level of fairness to the process, such as aligning requirements of the job directly to the demands of the job. Helen Palmer, Director of Industrial Organizational Psychology at ACT, explains how job profiling works and the value that job profiles bring to employers and their employees.
2: So, job profiling is really a form of job analysis. It is a structured process. Employers can use a document, the tasks of the job, and then link those tasks to the work keys test and test scores. So again, that they can be very sure that their job requirements really are tied to the demands of the job. Another way to think about it is that for both the employer and the individual, you know, using job profiling allows them to target what assessments they want to use. So there is sort of fairness built into the process and that the job requirements really are tied to the requirements of the job. And well, ACT conducts a job profiling training program, so we train individuals around the company to do work use job profiling. So most job profiles are done by those ACT authorized job profilers. So while ACT staff of industrial organizational psychologists get involved in sort of larger projects and more complicated projects, most profiles are done by those authorized job profilers in their communities. So typically we would work to put employers in contact with those individuals.
0: Job Profilers are independent facilitators trained and certified through ACT. Job Profilers are common at colleges and workforce organizations, but can even be housed at employers or economic development organizations, such as a Chamber of Commerce. Today's show notes includes a link for more information on becoming a Job Profiler. Another option for job analysis is WorkKeys Estimator. No training is required to use this user-friendly, step-by-step process. Check out this link as well in our show notes or simply get in touch with a local work-ready community leader or an ACT-authorized job profiler. There is one other resource we need to mention before we close out today's episode. Job and curriculum profilers use the ACT Occupational Profile Database. You can search by hundreds of different occupations to look at aggregates of skill levels by median and range based on more than 20,000 different job profiles. The potential for career exploration is limitless through the database. Academic and career counselors alike can use the database to help guide a student or transitioning adult to succeed on the job based on their individual work keys levels. Thanks for listening to Ready for Work from ACT. For more information on workforce solutions, visit act.org forward slash workforce or workreadycommunities.org. We invite you to subscribe to future podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Check out Ready for Work in your favorite podcast app or visit us online at act.org slash podcast. Ready for Work is a service from your friends at ACT, a mission-driven nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people achieve education and workplace success. Now, Now, let's let's get get to to work.